0: Welcome to Better Before Lunch. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Jonathan. And today we're talking about weird food. Alright, welcome back. As you may have noticed, uh, I'm not here with Lori today. Lori is sick. So today I've got my friend, John. Hello. Uh, You may remember him from such things as his previous podcast with us, uh, where he phoned in. Uh, but today, he's on Better Before Lunch. He's in the hot seat. <laughs> That's me. Uh, all right, I'm going to tone down my energy now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're talking about weird food. I figured John was probably... Now, you may notice that both of us are named Jonathan, and we're both probably going to re- refer to each other as John... Uh, you're you're just gonna have to get used to that one. Uh, we
1: also both spell it correctly,
0: right? With an A N because that's how it appears in the Bible. So Amen. If somebody can show me uh, a spelling of Jonathan prior to the Bible that spells it different, yep. then uh, then maybe we'll uh, we'll reconsider. Uh, so weird food. Let me get my notes because I'm not prepared. Um, I am prepared. I have a six. John.: <laughs> uh, So I thought it would be fun to talk about weird food. Uh, first topic: ice cream. Um, weird flavors of ice cream. Have you oh, are there any weird foods, any weird flavors you've seen?
1: There's so many weird flavors of ice cream. Uh, the, I think the craziest flavor of weird ice cream I've ever seen is squid ink ice cream.
0: Um, that is pretty weird. Um,
1: yeah, it's like black ice cream. And apparently it's delicious, but I'm really on the fence about it. Now,
0: you say that, but really, I wonder if it actually is a weird flavor. It's all black, I'm sure, but I wonder what it tastes like, because... Yeah, I, I picture it tasting like calamari, which is weird to me. Right. If it tastes like fish, it's... I mean, any... T- they just added an extra layer of weird by making it jet black, but... Yeah. I don't, I've never eaten squid ink directly, so I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it doesn't have much flavor. I'm pretty uh, sure
1: it's usually in pasta, which makes me think it's a savory flavor.
0: Right. I it doesn't sound like something that belongs in ice cream. Now, I have seen that they do maple leaf ice cream in oh, Japan. English. Not maple syrup. Maple. Yeah, leaf. Like they fry they deep fry a maple leaf. Is this a Canadian thing? No, it's a Japanese thing. So that uh. maybe that explains it, but They take a maple leaf and they deep fry it. And that's like a snack over there. Uh, Hmm. And they have an ice cream that is flavored like deep fried maple leaf. (laughs) I feel like that would be a weird flavor too, right? Uh, (laughs) Yeah,
1: I I picture it tasting like grass. I've never (laughs) tasted a leaf, but I'm pretty sure I tasted grass as a kid and I didn't like it.
0: Yeah, I don't think even though I'm positive, I I definitely have eaten grass, probably nuts, Probably more recently, <laughs> since I was a kid, I probably have chewed on grass while Snacking sitting in a, on the like, on grass as an adult. Yeah, I've, I've, in fact, I say I probably have, but I definitely have like pulled the shoot out and eaten the little like white part of the grass. <laughs> oh uh, man, you know you have too, don't lie. <laughs> no, I don't
1: think I.
0: Have. Okay, okay. Uh, well, I even then, I still have never eaten a maple leaf, so I don't know. Maybe it doesn't yeah. taste bad. Maybe they taste amazing.
1: There's such a thing as garlic flavored ice cream. Sorry for interrupting, but I just remembered that, and it's also really weird.
0: Yeah, that, uh, well, one of the most famous uh, Iron Chef battles, (laughs) the ingredient was lettuce, and I think it was specifically iceberg lettuce, which is flavorless. Yeah. Uh, Masahara Morimoto made iceberg flavored. Ice cream. What? Yeah, yeah. I do remember that. So, but then again, if Morimoto made it, it can't be weird. So, I don't know. That sounds pretty weird to me. <laughs> All right. So, we touched on it. Let's keep going. Uh, get off ice cream here a little bit because there's so much more. Yeah. Other, other weird foods, I guess, around the world. Any. oh man there's Uh, so much yeah (laughs) there's so much
1: so my wife and i for our honeymoon went to italy and france okay and there was all kinds of interesting food i would say the weirdest food we ate um i'm a big fan of like shellfish oysters that type of thing yeah and we were in venice it was our first time going out to a restaurant and the guy next to me was a tourist and ordered a seafood platter Okay. and was talking about oysters. And so I was like, okay, oh, yeah. oysters." oysters. Yeah. he's like, yeah, this is really good. Just trust me and get it. I'm like, okay. So his food gets delivered as I'm still waiting for mine to come out. And I, it's like oysters, clams, all kinds of nice stuff and some shrimp or prawns, I guess. Um, or langostine. Like, oh, there's, there's prawns here too. Awesome. They drop it off. And I realized that they are raw, raw
0: shrimp or raw
1: oysters. Raw shrimp. All I was expecting the oysters to be raw, but they're raw prawns, which is apparently very common over there. And over, I didn't even know you could eat eat raw
0: shellfish. (laughs) I didn't know you could eat them raw. I thought I uh, didn't
1: either. And (laughs) they're served with black pepper and lemon. And you squeeze the lemon onto the shrimp. Which there's no way that's enough time for it to right ceviche like, itself. Yeah. Or I don't know what you would call that I mean, in whatever, any way. Whatever you call and it, and you pickle? literally are just eating raw shrimp, and it
0: was delicious. That's crazy. I mean, I guess I mean people eat raw oysters, so I guess you could eat raw shrimp. I've never, <laughs> I've never heard of it though.
1: I've always been under the impression that raw shellfish is dangerous, but. It was really good. I said my prayers, and
0: I woke up fine, so So yeah. touching on that, I'll say something else that is sounds really weird, probably not to you, uh, maybe, you know, maybe not to a lot of the people listening, but uh, red beans are another delicious thing that it's, sounds it's, ugh, but it's specifically red beans as a dessert.
1: Uh, oh, I know what you... Are you yeah. talking about like... Um, like red bean the Japanese, paste. Yeah, Chinese, uh, paste, Japanese. Yeah. That's really
0: good. Right, and it is essentially just kidney beans. They are technically a different bean, mm-hmm. uh, but they're, is, I mean, basically a kidney bean in dessert, which sounds yeah. gross. Uh, it's
1: super good, though. I've had yeah. that. It's like in some sort of... Um, like almost a raw dough.
0: Well, that's made from, well, yeah, that, that if it's in that, that's the mochi. Mochi, um, yeah. But you can get it like in ice cream. You can get it as just a topping for things. Uh, you can get it as a paste. You can get it as whole beans. It's a pretty common dessert thing. Uh, uh, but same thing as raw shrimp. I mean, you don't eat beans for dessert here. No, <laughs> like not typically on my menu. Right. Where have you seen, if you aren't at a Chinese or Japanese restaurant, mm-hmm. you don't see beans, uh, as a dessert, just like, you yeah. don't yeah, if see I had never tasted salmon.
1: it and if I had known what it was beforehand, I probably wouldn't have wanted to eat it, but I ate it and then figured out what was in
0: it. Right. And I think red beans are less gross sounding, um, in general, but as a, as a dessert, like, mmm, I'd like a sundae with some kidney beans, please.
1: Yeah, some lima bean ice cream, please. Yeah,
0: that doesn't sound good, but actually, no. same deal. Turns out, it is great. So if you get yeah. a chance, eat red good. beans.
1: Yeah. Uh, On the topic of delicious okay, food, this isn't that weird, but it's something I had never heard of, and it's brilliant. Also in okay. Venice, we were walking around and looking for a snack. And walked into a little kind of hole-in-the-wall tavern. Okay. And on display, they had all these great-looking Italian sandwiches. In the middle, we noticed, it <laughs> uh, looked like a wrap. Asked them what it was. And it's the, probably the best thing I've ever eaten in my life.
0: Okay. What was, what was on it? fresh I
1: mozzarella, okay. basil, prosciutto, okay. and olive oil. Okay. Rolled in a really thinly uh, slice or not thinly sliced, but... Basically a very thin crust pizza with hardly any cheese on it and cut into the shape of a wrap and wrapped around the ingredients. So it would be like having a prosciutto mozzarella wrap where the wrap is pizza. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the best things I've ever eaten.
0: That sounds pretty American. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it, it
1: blew my mind that i hadn't seen this in america right that sounds like something we would do wrap something and in a pizza apparently yeah and apparently it's very common over there
0: that sounds like something i could find at domino's but i've never seen a domino's and no granted it wouldn't be to as, business together yeah it wouldn't be as good as an italian <laughs> pizza yeah. wrapped pizza around wraps. yeah from a place where all those ingredients were fresh but
1: yeah, you know? pretty much everything I ate over there was the best thing I had uh, ever tasted.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine. Now, uh, we've talked about d- disgusting sounding things that ended up being good. Mm-hmm. Now, let me, I found a couple things that sound gross, and I can only imagine from every reaction I've seen are gross. Oh, But no. people still eat. Uh, first up from personal experience, uh, snake wine. Let's let's talk about that again. Uh, I have had snake wine. I think you've told me about the fact
1: that you had snake wine.
0: If you don't know what snake wine is, let me tell you, it is sake with Mm. a whole Cobra in the bottle. (laughs) Not a fake Cobra. Not a little cobra. It's a majority of the bottle is a cobra. Yeah.
1: Actually, you know what? I've had a mescal before that had a dead rabbit in the bottle. Mm -hmm. So I can take that back. And it was also gross.
0: Yeah, that's so everybody always talks about snake wine. Obviously there's a cobra in it. It's kind of cool. Um Mm -hmm. thought maybe, you know, the gross part was that there was a snake in it. Turns out mm-hmm. the gross part is that it tastes awful because there's a snake in it. Because <laughs> there's a dead snake in it. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, I mean, they like, I don't know the whole process, but it's a pickled snake by the time you get it. Mm-hmm. The problem is it tastes like wine with a pickled snake in it. Yeah. So there's no good way to describe it. And it Taste and smells as foul As you could possibly imagine Yeah um, Though I have found out now There's another one that I want to try That I didn't know existed That comes from Japan Also because snake wine Comes from Okinawa uh, And also Thailand They do it in both places This one however Apparently they only do in Japan And it is giant hornet wine Oh. And they take giant Japanese hornets which are apparently very big. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, they put like fill the bottle halfway with hornets.
1: And then oh, no.
0: the no, re- the rest of the way with wine.
1: Uh, with sake. I wonder if they remove the stingers, no. or if you have a chance of a stinger breaking off and then Taking a shot of something that's going to sting you inside of your throat. No,
0: it's it's the same concept as the uh, cobra venom. The sake breaks down the protein of the venom. Yeah. <laughs> so you are drinking the venom. Uh, yeah,
1: but you are you could still get stuck.
0: Yeah, I mean sharp. Yeah, in your shot of there's like a, hornet wine. Like, there's like thirty hornets in your. Bottle. Oh, good night. <laughs> like a lot of hornets in the bottle. <laughs> it's I do uh, kind of want to try. Who thought it. of that? <laughs> I don't know. Who was like, you know, it would make this sake better. Hornets.
1: <laughs> I wonder if someone left their sake out and a bunch and then of came hornets. back <laughs> the next day to find a bunch of hornets had drowned in it, and then some sort of a dare situation like, went down.
0: I, yeah, maybe that's and, what happened with the too. And or too.
1: someone could have like gained superpowers, and yeah, then like, oh, we need Which, to market this.
0: As I've mentioned before on the podcast, and definitely to you. My goal is to eat everything weird in hopes that one of them will give me a superpower. So I would say go straight for plutonium. Well, I'm thinking hornet wine. Maybe I'll get some hornet yeah. powers. I don't know, yeah. like I can fly. Maybe Who knows? You can turn into wine at will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's more likely to be that. Uh, <laughs> now another another food on my list of weird, which is also something that sounds gross and there's no way it's not gross but i still want to eat it uh is uh which i'm probably pronouncing a little bit wrong maybe a lot bit wrong mm-hmm. uh, if you've seen strange foods uh on the travel channel oh i haven't uh or bizarre foods? Is it bizarre foods or strange food? You know, the bizarre food sounds
1: familiar. I've, yeah, I may have passed and scrolling.
0: Maybe I'm making up the name strange. Food. Anyway, uh, he eats it, and he the whole show is based on him eating weird food, uh, and even he's grossed out by it. So it's it's got to be awful. Um, so let me describe it. <laughs> um. uh, so Hakarl is uh, from the. Netherlands, I think. Uh, It's uh, Norway, Netherlands, some Scandinavia, maybe. It's up there. Uh, The Norse. It comes from the Vikings, apparently. So they catch a shark. Step one is you got to catch a shark. A shark. Yeah, not a fish, a shark. Easy. Yeah, no problem. I mean, they're Vikings, so no problem. Uh, Mm -hmm. So you catch the shark. Step two is... You bury the shark in the sand in the ocean. I don't like
1: where this is going at
0: all. Yeah, you you dig a hole, and you bury the shark, and you leave it Uh, for uh, six weeks. Oh. Then you dig up the fermenting shark. Uh, Mm -hmm. Then you smoke it. You ferment it first, then smoke it. Oh, okay. Uh, And then you age it. No, no. <laughs> after smoking it and fermenting it um, and then you eat that
1: that sounds terrible so I'm sh- I have a very strong suspicion <laughs> that these all happen on accident and someone was like oh that's good well how did that one even <laughs> I mean... like well oh, maybe the I... shark can come back and get it tomorrow and then they were held up for six weeks and yeah. they're like oh no
0: well maybe we if better, we smoke uh,
1: it <laughs> we better do something with this quick And then had a long trip where they brought it along and forgot about it. And then at the end, ate it and thought it was good. They were like, wow. They were delirious from travel. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, Apparently, it tastes very strongly of ammonia. No surprise at all. Of ammonia? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But it is a delicacy. So I'm going to try it someday.
1: Uh, Oh, I'm not interested in trying that at all.
0: Also, um, I mean, I'm going to try puffer fish too but that one's not weird that one's just deadly if it's made yeah around. that sounds pretty good
1: i'm very interested in trying speaking of deadly uh live
0: octopus mm, yeah i don't want to do that but i probably like, like i said my goal is to get a superpower here so i may yeah, have I told to try my
1: wife i wanted to try it and she told me i was must be a monster because i wanted to eat something while i was alive yeah. and i said no it's just probably like the most exotic extreme thing that you could eat
0: yeah i feel terrible about it though personally but i
1: probably would feel bad about it but but, at
0: the same time you know maybe Uh, people have done it so probably not a superpower but it's of top of the food chain you know right oh uh so anyway um let's go on we're running into time here so let's move on to the mailbag
1: mailbag okay
0: so you've got a question Um, do you want to do your question first or you want to go with mine we can do yours first okay so my question uh, comes from Winston Uh, when you were growing up what did you want to be Uh, so what did you want to be when you grow up I guess Uh, but when you were growing up I guess is what the question is uh, so we'll start with you. What did you, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Hmm. Do you know? I guess do it you
1: depends on what period of growing up we're talking about. Well, because any time after about 10, I thought I was going to be a professional skateboarder. No question about it. Nice. Uh, prior to 10, I mean, obviously. prior to 10, I was probably, and still stuck in the debate between astronaut and firefighter.
0: Mm, Pretty good. Uh, all all three awesome professions. Mm. -hmm. Um, I distinctly remember around fifth grade, uh, that I wanted to be a cartoonist really bad. Unfortunately, I'm not good at drawing. (laughs) I was going
1: to say, you should break out some childhood drawings. Uh, No, they were,
0: I'm not very good at it. Then again, I guess you don't have to be very good. So you it's know. a cartoon, right? Maybe, maybe I have a future in it after all. Uh, yeah. so mine's pretty simple. That's what I wanted to be when I was growing up. And I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> but, yeah. I'm
1: still figuring that out yeah. myself.
0: <laughs> um, all right. So let's, let's move on to your question.
1: Okay. My question is, what is your favorite place to visit
0: favorite place to visit um, It's a tough one, but I think boils down to New York City for me. I don't know that I, uh, yeah I don't know that I would want to live there like I think I could I, but I don't know that I want to, but mm. go to visit. Yes, absolutely. I've never not had fun visiting New York.
1: Yeah, New York is a great. I would probably steal your answer.
0: Oh, well, if, that's acceptable. We can both want well, to go to the same place. That's that's yeah. fine.
1: Uh, also, though, I guess it, my answer probably would have been New York City until I went on my honeymoon and now oh yeah, uh, say Italy. Italy uh was definitely my. Favorite. I can't pick specifically where in Italy because I had equal amounts of good time and good food everywhere, but the country as a whole would probably be my favorite place.
0: Good answer. Um. Oh, do you hear that? It's the TV book club. <laughs> Quick Draw, Season 1, Episode 1. Alright, so, Lori's not here, but John also watched Quick Draw just so that he could participate in the TV book club. I did. Uh, The name of the game was Quick Draw. Uh, Rundown of that real quick before we get into the episode. So, we mentioned before... Quickdraw is mostly improv. They have a general outline for the show, mm-hmm. but they improv their lines. So I think I mentioned that to you ahead of time. I can't remember if I did or not.
1: You did. Okay. And I'm glad that you did because it helped a little bit with the context of the show where I may have been slightly confused at the very beginning yeah
0: because they i mean they so the show takes the trope of there's a new sheriff in town Mm -hmm. that's the premise of the show is there's a new sheriff in town go uh so he's investigating the murder oh goodness (laughs) Uh, and I mean, this is uh, episode one, is basically how the entire show goes. Like, personally, I can't remember there being a bad episode.
1: I plan on continuing to yeah, watch I, this show, just so you know.
0: I almost watched, like, the whole first season. I, I watched, like, four episodes when I sat down I to watch. I didn't
1: fully it. understand the rules, so I thought I wasn't <laughs> allowed to watch past Episode one, just in case. So, I but I was slightly irked that I had to turn it off right. because of uh, a rule that doesn't exist apparently.
0: Right. Well, I will also say you probably did the better thing because now there are like four episodes that are fresh in my mind. So <laughs> they are all kind of blending together a little bit. So if I mention some other weird parts, mm, yeah, keep watching. They'll make sense okay. eventually.
1: It's just a whole bunch of spoilers coming my way.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, the I mean, first things first, he constantly mentions that he's from Harvard.
1: Which is, Consist- Every time he has an opportunity to mention that he went to Harvard, he does it.
0: It's like, you know, back in Harvard, they have the, it always explains what Harvard is to people too. which
1: He uses that as an excuse in the opening scene. He's solving the, crime and supposed mystery of a murder victim next to his what wo- and speaking to the man who was murdered's wife <laughs> yeah who's, who was a witness to the crime right She's however like... he refuses to listen to her eyewitness testimony because he went to Harvard and studied forensics she could be a suspect or a liar and quote we don't even know if he's your husband
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> um All of that. (laughs) Ridiculous. She's like, no, I saw it. I was here. He's my husband. We don't know that. (laughs) You do. I'm telling you. (laughs) I'm telling
1: you. Let me understand what Harvard means.
0: Uh, And then uh, the taking the bite of the apple part. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, goodness. (laughs) Uh, There's some
1: very colorful humor uh, in that show as well.
0: Now, a little
1: shock and awe factor
0: to clarify, because, like I said, I watched too many episodes was the autopsy that was that episode, right Where they yes, do the okay just making sure <laughs> yeah,
1: it was great, and he tried to uh convince the undertaker that his reputation would increase around town if he became the medical examiner <laughs> yeah. the same exact job and changed his name
0: right, and they. I love that they're like, it, it's like, it's an old Western, new sheriff in town. And he's trying to make it like an episode of CSI. CSI, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: For an open and shut case. Yeah.
0: We're like, yeah, the, the big bad guy shot him at his farm. His oh. wife saw it at the end.
1: <laughs> I think one of my favorite bits was the sheriff death pool going on at the bar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're keeping... Uh, a running bet on how many days it will take for the new sheriff to die in town.
0: Right, openly in front of him, too, which is even better. On the
1: wall, on a chalkboard, He's right like, behind the on. bar where he goes to drink every day. <laughs> yeah, And like,
0: oh, not today. Not today, he didn't yeah. make it.
1: And getting really mad that they <laughs> yeah. lost another couple bucks because like, he didn't uh, die that still day. Still alive. <laughs> and the Undertaker participates yes. in the pool
0: <laughs> he also to which
1: point a- his professionalism comes into question as he has to help the sheriff survive an attack yeah so but he has a lot of money riding on him dying which is great
0: like you said you're gonna keep watching like i said <laughs> i watched multiple episodes i couldn't stop because yeah. uh, I knew that we didn't have a rule to not watch farther. Um, I didn't know that rule. Though, honestly, it probably would have been a good rule to have. Or I guess I didn't know there was no rule, so yeah. I assumed there was to be safe. So I'm going to give it uh, five six-shooters out of five, personally. I, I like to make up a scale and rate the show. Uh, so to
1: play the devil's advocate here... Mm-hmm. What would you need to see to make it six out of six?
0: Uh, no, it's five out of five, six shooters. <laughs> oh, five out of five, six shooters. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Why would there be five, six shooters if it's a six shooter? <laughs> yeah. You might I think, pictured a revolver. Right.
0: You might think that six, six would be the logical thing for me to do out there. Of but, six. <laughs> wow. And I have used a uh, one to six scale before, too. So you might think. It would be illogical. Yeah. but this particular scale only goes to five. Five out enough.
1: of five, six shooters. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> well, what would you need to make it six out of five, John?
0: Six out of five, six shooters. Um, yeah. I would probably have to just be rating the entire series instead of just one episode. Because the ah. one thing, the one thing this episode was lacking was more episodes. <laughs> yeah good point and i
1: know that more than you do
0: yeah yeah because i actually just continued to watch it uh, well i'm
1: going to go ahead and give it uh six out of six five shooters
0: oh okay okay so Since so that's five and a half um well five and a out, half out of five and a half out of five, five and, and a half shooters yeah. so perfect it's a perfect score yeah um well i guess that uh That wraps up our TV book club. Thanks for coming in, John. Hey, thank you for having me again. Um, You may notice that he sounds a little strange. Maybe it's very obvious, but he came in by phone, not by person. Yeah. Uh, So if anything sounds a little strange to this podcast, sorry, but thank you, John, for uh, filling in for Lori She'll be back next week. Um, But you may, if she gets sick again in the future, you may suddenly hear from John again. So I hope you all liked him.
1: (laughs) If you can reach me, because I may be busy binge watching
0: Quick Draw. Uh, That's true. Yeah. So uh, maybe I can break you away from Quick Draw and get you on for another episode in the future. Um, Anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, Comment down below. Check us out on Instagram at Sebring Podcast and uh, have a good week.